Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Where everything's already happening. You got the overhead GoPro working too. Yeah, somehow that's working. I mean, it's kind of weird. Everything's just... It's a miracle. Doing what it's supposed to do, I, I suppose. Let's do it. Knock on the wood. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks. That's just me in the freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. That actually makes me feel like I, I want a beer. <laughs> like you just yeah. brought some beers down here. Yeah, for real. And I didn't notice that this says Finland on it from like yeah, a it's from, Finnish reindeer, probably. I, yeah, I forget. My uh, in-laws got it from somewhere, and then they're like, you should have this in your studio. Or maybe it's from my brother-in-law, Drew. I think maybe he got it for them from Finland and then ended up here because it's a deer antler with a bottle of an <laughs> You want So this. they're like, hey, you should probably have this in your studio, Eric. I'm like, Did yeah, you, I probably should. You like catching these. Yeah. <laughs> My next uh, brain hair scheme idea is to take our literal shape of our logo and turn it into a beer bottle opener, as is somehow. So, like, I don't know if it'll look like metal or I'm not really sure yet. But, like, uh, the logo, as you see it on the shirt, somehow yeah. this can be a bottle opener. The old pop top I think I, we'll find out. I'm working with the best in the industry to get some answers and see what I can come up with. Some R&D. And... And who knows if we'll do it or not, because I have no idea what something that costs or what the <laughs> minimum order quantity is and all that stuff. But if it can work out, that's I want to do it. That's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. I'll add that to our beer camp collection with our koozies and all that. We had new koozies coming up. I was working with our uh, koozie guy out of Oregon who hand stitches these things. And I was like, hey, we need more red and green. And can we add blaze orange plaid? Also. Are you doing it? I, we're waiting to hear back on what he's got. That'd be cool. Us, but I think... Yeah. I think it, I don't see why we couldn't, you know. Yeah. But just keep slowly expanding. The red and green things. are a big hit, man. My yeah. parents love theirs. They got some up at the cabin. Yeah, it's a good cabin thing for sure. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, we Perfect. sold Automa at the trade show. Oh, heck yeah. The Wisconsin one? The yeah. Dells? We sold every single one of them. No thanks to, to Keegan himself, actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, you need one of these. And people are like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? well, I guess I should have been more aggressive. Pushy salesman. Let's yeah, go. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that hard of a sell, but yeah, it worked out well. Anyway, we're brought to you by Half Rack. We just did our giveaway last week. We announced our winner. Um, I believe it was Jimmy. Uh, so we, we shipped off everything to Jimmy, both the Half Rack guys and ourselves. So he should have a really sweet package in the mail uh, by sweet now. Package, I think. <laughs> sweet package, Jimmy. Sweet package, dude. Brought to you by Half Rack. You know, Code OHP. If you want to buy anything from those guys, lots of accessories, lots of fun stuff. They're they're uh, they brought a product to ATA called the the Meat Lug, which is a really it's a cooler, so like, they're not reinventing the wheel necessarily, but it's very large, and it's a soft cooler. It's not the one they brought here, though, right? I don't think they had one. No, he didn't have. He it brought with like them. a soft bag thing here. Or was something. he bring? Did he bring the meat lug? I think he did. Maybe it was. Yeah, 
bold colors. Says meat lug on it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. you were talking about bringing it through the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can like they have a bigger. So that one will fit a whole thirty pack, but then they have a larger one where you can fit a whole quartered whitetail in that thing. It's impressive. So, you know, when we were doing our, uh, we were breaking down the turkey. That would have been a nice thing to have instead. We just stack plastic bags on the three three foot stool that they have. Three feet stool. It's not three feet tall. Three footed. Yeah, stool. three footed stool. I was like, how do you <laughs> three say legs? This? I'm like, yeah, three legged stool. There three we legged. Go. <laughs> I was like, am I, am I doing something wrong? <laughs> yeah. So, Latitude Outdoors just announced today, and I kind of said this last week too, but the Carbon Series Speed Sticks, which are, uh, are they not? Eight, 19 ounces uh, in total weight. 19 ounces per one. They're very stackable, they're very lightweight. They have um, paracord that attaches them to the tree. And they also have eight paracord aiders on them. So with three of them, I forget the price point off the top of my head right now, I apologize, but it's pretty affordable. It's a proprietary blend of carbon and plastic, but it's like the aerospace stuff. They really kind of just pull the page out of aerospace engineering. And to be clear, before you get or, anyone by aerospace, I mean like crapping airplanes. on you, yeah. Amsteel? Yeah, that, what did I say? What did I say? Paracord. <laughs> Oh, it's a little different. God, We're not you. dealing with paracord. It is Amsteel, Amsteel which is tested at like 3,800 yes. pounds for this stuff they're using. Yeah. So yeah, because before anybody social, catches you. We, we had that one post that did a million views on TikTok, and everyone's like, I wouldn't trust this over a fart and all this weird stuff. I'm like, it's Amsteel, it's Amsteel, it's Am not paracord. My God, for life. It's okay. I knew what you were saying. Thank you. I'm glad you knew and corrected me because <laughs> everyone else listening is like, Oh my God, Eric! You're such an idiot. You said the wrong thing. It's that Walmart 550 paracord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're going to be ready to ship by end of this month. It is June 6th as re- as we record this, so end of month is coming fast. So keep an eye out for that stuff. We'll be getting them ourselves, so we'll Can't be wait. able to have some fun and go in the backyard and, and get all set up with the platforms and all that jazz. So check that out. Um, Spartan Forge, SpartanForge.ai. Use code OHP. Save yourself 20% on your annual subscription. Um, be sure to use the code. Like you can try it out for free. I was just talking to someone with this. They were talking about, oh, does Spartan Forge? Do they have it for egg? Like, because a lot of uh, yeah, bird yeah. hunters are looking for like what. There's a map layer in Onyx that will show you what was on the crop last year, and then alternate. So it's like this will be this year. I'm like, well, I don't think they have a map layer for it. But if you, they have the time feature where you can look at like April or last September, or September of 2018, or whatever. So as long as that's available in that area, you can go look and literally see it. So I don't know that that layer is super necessary if you know the area you're going to hunt, although I suspect that anything that Onyx is doing, Spartan Forge will eventually do better, because <laughs> that's how it's been going. <laughs> I so, didn't say it, he did, but <coughs> probably true. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how else to say that, other than that's that's the cold, hard truth. So In the areas that they have it, when you can go back and pick specific dates, because some of them are like, you can get like pretty specific. It's not all areas. So it's not like the entire U.S. is covered in that yet. No, they're working to bring, they're just doing what they can as they can do it. But in certain areas, you could look back and see not only like what they had in the fields, but like depending on the farmers and like who, what's in the crop, crop rotation and not the crop, <laughs> the crop rotation, like some fields get picked sooner than other fields every year so like yeah. technically you could look back if they had that data in, in that year of spartan forges you could like look back and see like oh this one comes they off super early october ever. they let it stand till third week in november yeah. like you could literally look at that and figure it out probably very very valid i've not point. done that but 
Well, I've be, talked about this work. before too. My boss was looking at an area and how like on Onyx it shows that it's totally woodland <laughs> and hardwoods. And then on Spartan Forge it says, no, that's subdivision land and there's excavators there now and there's dirt being moved and you can see it all. There's driveways. <laughs> like those trees are gone. Yeah. <laughs> They've been cleared. And, and like, so again, it's one of those things where, yeah, sure, maybe it'll tell you the crop is A, B, C, X, Y, Z, but it could be completely effing wrong about what's actually happening there. So it's as close as you can get to boots on the ground without having boots on the ground. Um, so I think there's some jokes running around too. Like I think there was a, a clip from that was shared or posted on behalf. It wasn't them posting. It was someone else posting and taking it, but it was like a drone showing deer laying in a field. And it's like, this is how good Spartan Forge is. <laughs> <laughs> but you can actually see deer in a field, which I've found. If you know like there's a spot, whether public or private or whatever, if you know there's a, a, a field that deer frequent, Go look at it on Spartan Forge, hands down. You pan through enough of those annual slicing data points uh, and scrub through the time frame or timeline, you'll see deer in the field. I yeah, you can usually see their shadows, like Correct. laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's like a really nerdy thing. Once we get into this map stuff, you get you just nerd, nerd out about it. Brian Douglas says he loves lamp, and I couldn't agree more. We love lamp, too. Lamp. With the salt lamp in here. Great lamp. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, method archery. We were just talking. You got new arrows coming your way. I just got mine last week. I've yet to shoot any of them because I need to find time to go to the archery shop. Um, and it's hard to shoot them here with the kids running around. I can't yeah. seem to get time away from them ever. And they're <laughs> they're too young to like, yeah, keep in shoot one around. Spot. Yeah, I agree. And my yard's not big enough to deal with that properly either. So, and I'll, if I could do it, it'd have to be like at the ass crack of dawn, and it's it's not gonna work. I liked yours so much. I like went home and I was like, "All right, here we go." I gotta talk to Isaac and I gotta get my order in. And like, I did it the night, like the next day. When are they showing up at your house? Do you know, I'm not positive, but did you get like, the email confirmation at least? Um, I did not. Oh, well, so maybe why. I should. You should go poke him. Yeah, I'll go poke. Yeah, him. go wild. Um, time to go wild.com. I don't know what they're doing right now. If there's any specials, or I know they gave away uh, a side by side, or what those things are called. Yeah, the UTV. UTV. Yeah, I always say it wrong. Um, what are those things called? Is it a side by side? Is that the yeah? I think thing? you can call them side by side. Okay. Do you have a side by side at your cabin? My dad does. Do you like it? Um, kids I don't it? love ours to be honest. Like, it's cool, but all the heat from the engine comes up between the front seats and the back seats. So, like, if your arm is up on like the bench seat or you're sitting in the back seat, you're just getting blasted with heat the whole ride. Wow. And dust just sucks into those things. Like, if you have like the windshield up, the sides are open. All the dust just comes in, and it's like cycloning in your face. Uh, my parents enjoy it when it's just like the two of them because mm -hmm. they can go bomb around. But like, if we bring the family, somebody's always cranky because there's dust and eyes and heat getting blown all oh, over. Gosh. And they're like always cranky. All right. Then. So it's not we. We like to take the regular four wheelers. Those are legal, like street legal too. Yeah. So they like the regular four wheelers. Got just it. Just get wind in the face. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. No dust and mopeds. We ride mopeds okay. a lot. Sounds fun. Sounds like a good trip. Anyway, no, they gave that away. Uh, it was super decked out with everything. It was pretty cool. And uh, I don't know, we, we post it regularly. I'm on there as a person that we're on there as a brand. Um, the thing that I've noticed is like when you ask a question, you can, they have their AI bot called SquatchBot now that will respond to almost everything. But there's a way to mark something, a post as a question versus not. You toggle on or off. And when you ask it as a question, you're going to get a lot more responses from their community around whatever it is you're trying to figure out, like mobile hunting or whatever. And you're not going to get all the trash talk from all the forums you get on Facebook. So if you put in the right, it's called trail. 
So it could be big game, could be turkey, could be fishing, could be fly fishing, could be bass, could be pike, could be, it's very granular. You can dive into very granular, quote unquote, trails or feeds or whatever. And then if you wanted to learn something from the community, you pose it as a question, you're going to get a good, a good response. Thoughtful yeah. responses. Yeah, sure. and you'll get responses. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool. So anytime I see a question, I try to make a point to go in and answer it so I'm a productive member of the community. <laughs> Even if it's the wrong answer. I should be more productive. <laughs> Here's an here's an answer. Yeah, Yeah, participatory member of the community. So today on the show, um, did I ever go live on this platform? Shit, hold on, I didn't hit the live button over here. Go live. Um, Not that it matters. No, we're live on TikTok. Um, You're live. (sighs) Hey, better late than never. Hey, that's right. So we had one of our one of our writers, our freelance. We have a lot of freelance writers. and right now, Will Bowen is one of our consistent ones. He he's writing two articles a month for us at the moment. Heck yeah, he's great. He's he does some nice good guy. ones too. And yeah, he's got a good style, good cadence, good rhythm. Like I, I appreciate his his personal opinion that he puts in there. I appreciate the thoughtfulness and how he puts it together. Come uh, August, we'll have probably eight writers, so it'll be hard to keep up with like the <laughs> posting of that. But he just Will just posted one. Or I, well, I, I post them. He submits them. I post them, whatever. It's on the OKS on our website. It's on our homepage. If you scroll down far enough or you go to the blog. And it's, I titled it uh, the same thing this podcast is titled Camo, uh, Fat or Function. And, uh, you know, I think he had three bullet points like concealment, like breaking up your pattern, um, something else. Making money for retailers. But that was the one. Yeah, that was the one I was going to get. There's like three things. One, And then, like, is it just read? Because, like, it's almost like cars. They come up with a new car model every single year. And is that totally necessary? Sure. But as a consumer, do you really need a 2024 tomorrow? Do you really need the new iPhone the moment it comes out? Do you really need the latest camel? Like, is, it a, is the latest camel pattern actually better than the one last year? Was there that many advancements in breaking up your pattern that merit you to take out your wallet and buy the newest, latest stuff? No. So, <laughs> right? Oh, shit. We just ended it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, no, but to that end, there's, there's Sorry. technical... What, is, what this category is called something? Like technical gear. Technical... Technical gear is gear what changed, like, the camel stuff. Yeah, because... Man, forever it was all just patterns. It didn't really matter, like you know, the old camo stuff. Where, like our dads and grandpas, like you know, if they weren't wearing flannel, they were wearing like some cotton jacket that had real tree printed on it. Yep. And then, like it the didn't matter was, like, what it was it. on, right? Yep. Like it was just it was about the concealment. Like this has camouflage. Mm-hmm. And now, like with the you know, well, last, what did we just watch? We just lost. I like, watched that survival video, basically on how to use technical gear. To like dry out and survive in extreme situations using Sitka, mm-hmm. and it's like that's a totally different ball game than buying a twenty nine dollar cotton <laughs> zip up jacket at Walmart. When and you're like, a Midwest white tail, it does something know? different, yeah. you know. So it's like not even just about the camel. Like now you're buying like this technical piece, as like all the the camo guru guys like talk about. Like oh, I want to get that piece like for my system. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, so the. the I don't think his article broached on the, the, the other aspect of like the technical yeah. outerwear or whatever. Just strictly from the pattern perspective, the, the two deer on the wall in this studio, I killed in the same exact flannel that I got from Fleet Farm for 20 bucks. And You're brown yeah. and like white. It's yeah. A- I, 
I don't know. I throw like I'm wearing the technical stuff underneath. I'm wearing merino wool to wick away moisture from my body so I stay regulated out there in a decent temperature. And then the early November that just happens to be like a temperature variable here in Wisconsin of like it's pretty manageable. Sometimes it's unseasonably hot, whatever. So then for me to just throw that on after, like as the night cools a little bit, toss that on, I'm good with the mid-weight merino wool and the flannel over the top. I don't, I didn't need anything It's like a quilted else. flannel, right? Like it looks warm-ish. It's got like the black inner liner. So there's probably like a little bit of, I don't know how they put in between the two layers. Some, some sort of. Some sort of insulative. Or... Yeah. But it worked for me. For what I had, but you've made some good, compelling arguments about like, come certain times of the year in winter, like when your skyline is completely and there's no more cover at all or foliage, like you're wearing snow camo. I'm a huge proponent of camouflage, and I think it's just visually, like you know, I always talk about the visual element, like being an art person and like noticing every little detail. Like, I've walked up on tons of people in the woods or friends that like stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, some yeah. of the real tree patterns are so busy that you put them up in a tree and you just look like a huge dark blob. And like, it doesn't look natural. You're not broken up at all. So I like like really light patterns. Um, natural gear is a really good pattern. That's one that Bo uses all the time, but it's really light. Breaks up your outline very nicely. I love predator camo. Predator I've seen. Yep. Predator breaks you up really nicely. I've got like the old duck camo. It's like <clears throat> tan and brown and just mm -hmm. like in big patches. I have like these overalls. And like if I look at pictures from like going out shed hunting and like I have found one and like you take a picture, like you can't see my legs. Like it <laughs> blends in perfectly and it's like 40 years old. So like I don't think. I don't think that the type of camo makes as big a deal as people think. Like, people like to match. Like, you've got to have a whole... That's purely that's, for human aesthetics. And that's convenient, purely, though, too. Like, yeah. It might be convenient to buy a set from a brand. For sure. Consistent. It's one purchase. You don't got to go here for this and there for that. Like, I think there's something to that, potentially. Like, so, I don't know. But some of the leaders in the, in the space right now seem to be... Sitka is, like, the category king. They Easily. are They are the 10,000-pound gorilla... Is it worth the spend? That's subjective to your situation. I don't, I think, and this is coming from some of their people that I've heard, right? Speak. I've had some direct exposure to Sitka. With I've been at the higher office. level Sitka yeah, in, folk. in Montana. And uh, like, it may be the case that they have over, -engine over engineered it to what a typical Midwestern whitetail hunter would need. And the example might be like, if I'm driving a Ferrari, I'm not a race car driver. <laughs> I can't I can't get the full potential out of that car. I'm gonna probably ruin the shit out of the clutch. I'm gonna jam <laughs> the gears. Now, if I give that car to my uh, soon-to-be six-year-old daughter, shit, like she or let's just say I had a 16-year-old son, which I don't. Like it's not that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. They're going to be even worse. I think that 16-year-old son driving the Ferrari is the equivalent of the Wisconsin Whitetail Hunter using Sitka gear. You're <laughs> far over-engineered for what it needs to be. So are you going to be comfortable warm? 100%. You're going to be great. Do you need it? Probably not. Is it worth the money? It depends on your subjective thought process around what you would justify as necessary. Like the, the dodgeball. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No. <laughs> it's sterile. I like the taste. No, but it's comfy and I like the look. You know, like it just it just depends. Then you have First Light, who I think is a little bit less expensive than a Sitka. 
and seemingly more approachable to that Midwestern whitetail hunter. Like we're not in Alaska chasing moose or caribou or whatever bear. I don't know what's up in Alaska. Everything. All that technical stuff is like if you were going to climb a freaking mountain. Like I'm going to climb 4,000 vertical feet and be dripping in sweat. Not like I got off my four-wheeler after eating three jelly donuts and I'm still going to be covered in sweat walking 150 yards to my stand. But like it's designed to do that. Like that's what that technical gear is designed to do. And the the video we watched, just Derek and I just spent some time watching uh, that John Barklow is one of the product people at Sitka. And he's got a video, if you Google it or YouTube it, it's if you just YouTube and then in the search bar, type in John Barklow warming drill. It's a widely viewed video. John Barklow trained military people when we were uh, in going into Afghanistan. He trained them how to like warm themselves in the mountains of Af- Afghanistan. But that's only predicated on layering systems. So if you're going to use Sitka and you have all of the proper layers that wick moisture away from your body and out into evaporate into air and keep liquids from coming in or moisture coming in, it's all just mitigating mo- it's moisture management is moisture the management. term. So like John Barkley will talk about using your body heat as an engine to heat up from within you know, from within and not to strip down and try to build a fire or set up a tent or eat food and all that stuff based on certain circumstances. Great video. The that is not the- the, the majority. Video, the video is freaking wild. Like, no Midwest hunter is going to probably be in that situation. But if you should watch the video because it's, it's just it's very educational. It's a very interesting way of thinking about things. And it's, it's valid. It's proven. It's been, like, again, he's trained, like, the DOD. The, Depart- the actual Department of Defense leveraged this dude to understand how to manage moisture, warm themselves in extreme conditions. And he, in- I, don't know if, I don't know that he invented layering systems, but it seems as though he may have invented layering systems. It seems as though he's definitely perfected <laughs> he's how they work. Intelligent and seemingly crazy. Oh, he's uh, definitely crazy. It says that he was you know, tra- training Navy SEALs squadrons yeah. on how to like, not only like deal with cold management, because obviously your cognitive skills and your physical skills are greatly diminished by being super cold. So he was like doing all that kind of stuff. And now he's like, Selling camo, right? Like Dude, he yeah. knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Uh Adam, Adam Paul, Sitka's for people that sit all day, right? <laughs> yeah, potentially, right? Jacob Emery commented, I'll throw it up on the screen. He said, solids are a fashion statement, changed my mind. And that's kind of where we're at. Like, if you're the average hunter, the okayest hunter, or what have you, like there are a number of influencers and TV companies and personalities pushing various products. And I think that's all fine. It's all part of the ecosystem. It's how it works. Not, I'm not for or against it, but as someone who's killed deer and flannels, <laughs> I just, and you look at what our, our grandpas did and, and I, like that stuff just wasn't even around it. So do you need it to kill a deer? No. Now, if you're an OKS hunter and you're trying to stack the odds in your favor, I think we need all the help we can get. So maybe why not blow my load on a Sitka? Or a first light system, but it you know? is that it's a totally different argument because you don't buy Sitka for the concealment. Sorry, the Sitka patterns—they're okay. Mm-hmm. They break your outline, but I'm arguably not better than any other pattern out there. You're buying it for the warmth factor and for that technical factor. What's you know the new what one mean? that came out? Gen- was it uh, Origin? Origin, that's a Jocko is one. A newer one, yeah. And then there's the Osseo is somewhat Osseo, new, but that's Owl a very logo. busy pattern, like very dark, very busy, like. And Adam is a good friend of mine. Like, he's got the, you know, the warm weather, or sorry, the cold weather system. Mm-hmm. Never complained once about being cold. He never does. I've never met anyone who owns, like, 
the expensive Sitka stuff, who's like, man, it doesn't work. Everyone's no. like, it's the freaking best. See, the ambient jacket of theirs is is incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're going to get cold wearing it. it but, and if you're working it as a system, I think that's, like, again, you're stacking those odds in your favor that, like, now that's not something that you're going to have to deal with. And if your time is limited, like maybe ours is, because we have families and kids and jobs and stuff, like, maybe the one chance I do get to hunt, I don't want to, like, leave the stand because I was too effing cold. Yeah. But come gun season, you got to wear blaze orange. <laughs> so, like, tell me that doesn't matter at all. Like, Yeah, but you don't have to wear a blaze orange jacket. I wear a blaze underneath. orange vest over my hunting gear. Sure, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I... Oh, God, I'm so stupid. I didn't even think of it that way. I'm like, I'm buying... I have a, I have you like don't a, have to I'm, wear a blaze jacket. I have a onesie, jacket. and then I have, like, You can put whatever, you know, like, <laughs> we always used to buy, like, big hoodies, like, big orange hoodies from yeah. Fleet Farm. And put that over your nice, like, warm jacket, right? So, like, you didn't have to have... Because I've never really found, like, a blaze. All the, like, the stuff from Fleet Farm when I was a kid, and probably still now, like, all the blaze orange stuff that they put out there on the racks really insulated is, like, the loudest. It's like wearing, like, a frozen garbage bag. You know what I mean? It's like... And then then you're trying to open your snack, which is ten times louder than that. It's like, this is not going to work. Not going to work. Tony Cordero, uh, spending money on your base layer smart. Now, I think that is quintessential and that is the game changer that i had two years ago why I, I invested in merino wool bottoms tops um and then i invested a little bit more in last season get some early season stuff because i don't have early season stuff for all that sweating and the heat yeah and if you don't have the right layer touching your skin it doesn't dry like dude the one that i got from from uh uh first light is like the it's the early season one the base layer yeah the uh, I put it on. I think uh, it's Marino, isn't when it? I was getting undressed in front of you uh, after we got off the, the canoe. Oh, yes, I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, yeah, it did its job, man. I, like, I, by the time I got to the tree, I think it was pretty well dried out. Um, and the Marino stuff is awesome for wicking, but like a lot of that is also over designed for whitetail hunters because Marino like, doesn't allow bacteria to grow within it. So, like, it's kind of designed for Western hunting when you're backpacking and, like, mm-hmm. out on the mountain for days so it doesn't get super, super stinky. My because stuff still gets a little stinky. Like, I, I don't think that that is foolproof, but I think it's probably a lot better than. Yeah. And what's that that bullshit stuff that uh, Under Armour? Silver alloy made? technology No, dude, shit? just, like, the that, like, runner-type material that I don't even know what the fabric is, but it's, like, elastic polyester. You want to talk about something that, that doesn't mitigate scent? At all. I think it makes it even worse. It magnifies things. I feel like it smells forever then. It was like terrible. Once you sweat in it once, I don't Gar- care if you garbage. wash it. Like every time I smell it, I smell that nasty body. It's garbage. I, I have one. I was like, oh, back in the day, I was like, oh, this looks cool. This is, I don't know. It's a brand name. I didn't have this. Like just it stinks. It's terrible. <laughs> okay. It stinks. And it's also smelly. But I will say. When I first got into hunting, everything was handed down from my dad. So my dad gave me a giant onesie uh, bottle and camo. Who fucking knows what brand it was? And I was like, man, this is what I got. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> This is the best you got, dad. And uh, lo and behold, that it's almost like fashion. That pattern has come back around as like the cool pattern. It's also been like put up against a lot of the modern day stuff as like pretty effective. For breaking for a concealment line. and breaking a butt line. Yeah. So I think that's rather interesting um my battery on these things drain pretty quick so i'm just gonna do that if you want to chatter up for a minute here you got a charger for that bad boy <sighs> let's hope so 
Shit. Yeah, if you have not, like, if you've heard about base layers but never wanted to fork over the money, like Tony said, whatever you're putting next to your body, that's probably the most important layer. You can get away with a lot of different stuff on top, but whatever you put next to your body that holds moisture is going to suck. It's almost like the old adage for, like, guns. Cotton kills or like, something. The right? old adage for, like, buying a firearm, you spend as much or more on your optics for the scope kind of like that for like base layers the way i see it like yeah you can have the fancy coat but like if you're freaking sweating like crazy and you're wet underneath the your fancy outer layer like it's not going to matter like you got to take care of what's close to your body first work from the inside out with yeah. your dollars i think would be a good way to put it and if you're sweaty like me you're gonna me. need more than one base layer. <laughs> dude speaking of sweat tangent my wife sweat tangent got this <laughs> got this like pre-workout and i tried it before a run it was like the scene from Along Came Polly when he's eating spicy food in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> were you just were your eyeballs sweating? <laughs> I was like, "What is happening?" And I didn't realize it. So then, but so then that happened. And then she's like, "Yeah, I heard this pre workout makes you sweat more." She's like, "I've been sweating way more at the gym. Like, what the heck's going on?" And I was like, "Weird. I, maybe." I, but it was a really hot day, so I was like, "I don't know. That seems I can't I can't tell yet." Probably. So I tried it again. I was like, "I'll let you know, dude. You would have thought someone turned the hose on." I ran to the gym, worked out, and I, for the life of me, even an air-conditioned building, even though I was working out, like, just so, so disgustingly sweaty. I was like, what the, what is the deal? So, naturally sweaty person, plus a sweaty uh, thing, uh, <laughs> inducer. Not a good combo. It was crazy. So, do you still take that? No, I stopped. I'm like, I don't want to sweat this much. It's stupid. I don't think it gave me that much of a boost in my, you know, output. And then I ran my best time ever, and I didn't do anything, so it was great. <laughs> Scott Ford, a good buddy of mine. We had a call on queue. I'll get to it in just a second. But Scott said, uh, first light early season and late season base layers are awesome and are well worth the investment. Love Sitka's outerwear when it comes to blocking wind and warmth. But hell, I will still rock a, cheap, a few cheap products. Woo! Yeah, I think we all kind of just put, like, you and Matt Strime and myself and Greg are in this, <laughs> and Tyler are in this group message. You guys are, like, competing against who's wearing the most mismatched camo. I think we were up to, like, won? five different brands. I think Matt had on for a turkey hunt. <laughs> five different camo patterns. Yeah. And I think that's probably, where camo is probably the most important is in the eye of a turkey. Yeah, probably. To some degree. And even with that, like, it's a total freaking mix. See, mismatch. like you said before, like, buying a system, like, a full system is probably the way to go. I've never done that, mm -hmm. ever, like. I like in the. I'm just looking like, oh, this is on sale. I just this is on clearance. I buy shit off Camel Fire yeah. a lot. If you're not on Camel Fire, don't download that app because you will spend way more money than you want to. But every once in a while, they'll like have a great deal on like a Predator fleece jacket, fifty bucks. I'm like, buy that. So when I go out, I'm like wearing all kinds of different crap. I'm like thinking about what it does <laughs> technically and like what it's gonna look like, but it's never the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's just wild. Interesting. I wonder if you like, do you organize it by? Early, mid, late. Yeah. How do you organize your stuff? Yeah, and then I, I have, have bow and gun, and that's. <laughs> and then I have an outer bag that's like all my different camouflages. How do you store like, it throughout the year? Do you vacuum seal and put in with leaves, or what do you? I've do? got the scent free. They're like HS, HS, Hunter Specialties. I don't think it's okay. HS Red, but they make these big green scent free bags. Hmm. Is it like I a got vacuum seal? Ten thing of or? those. Um, they're not vacuum sealed. They have like an inner zipper and mm -hmm. then an outer zipper, all of which break. Their zippers are really Great. shit. Super scent free Especially now. the new ones. The old ones, I've got old ones that are like 12 years old that still work, but all the new ones are just hmm. garbage. So I use the Rubbermaid totes. It's a shit show around here. I mean, if you've watched the OKS Hunter show, you understand a little bit of what that looks yeah. like for me. Um, 
squid outdoors. Camo only matters if you are sitting 100% still. The second you move, no camo in the world is going to save you. Yeah, maybe. I mean, deer are, like, I think that's a Fred Bear quote. It's based on, they're looking for movement. The best camouflage <laughs> is being still. That is probably the best one. And playing the wind, you know. Uh, wow, lots of comments today on the, the camo stuff. Uh, Andrew Howard, I always go for quiet outer layer first. There is a there's a, a company that has like, si uh, si uh, yeah, what silent is or stealth out. No, stealth. it's a very fluffy. Somebody help us out here. Do you know? What, yeah, stealth outdoors or damn it, silence. No, I can't think of what it. Is it? I'll I think we're both out. thinking of the same thing. Yeah, I'll find it. Don't I worry. do have like a micro fleece. Like, uh, it's not made. Predator used to be made by like. Uh, gray wolf linens or something they used to have like really quality wool stuff that's not the one i have i have like some off brand it's it's a micro fleece though so it doesn't block wind as well but it is super quiet Kay. so if i have good like underlayers or like a little puffy underneath there i brought like a cheap huntworth puffy and then i put that fleece having that quiet fleece if you're bow hunting you gotta have something super quiet on the outside fleece is agree. awesome what is this name of the company Someone messaged me about it, so I'm looking back in my archive to see if I can figure it out. It's wool stuff, right? The thing yeah, you're I think of? it's a wool thing. How do I find this? It has something to do with sound, like the name does. Yeah. I saw them at the show in Iowa. They had a I booth. I saw them at ATA, and I was talking with them a bunch. Um, Gray Wolf Linens used to make all the Predator stuff. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. How can I not for figure it out? Oh, gosh. That's not it. Reaching on. Code of silence. Code of silence. See? Did it. There we go. My brain. Code of It should have been code of code silence. Code of silence. Code, code of silence. But that kind of stuff makes you think, like, man, you're going to collect every single burr. Oh, you will. In the, in the damn forest. Unless you're packing it in, like, on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah. You, like, depending where you hunt. Those of you who hunt near burrs and uh, all the little stick tights, that is the absolute worst. Ugh. Zach said, "Have you ever heard of uh, the Dequisto theory on camo with movement?" No, although I know that I know Cody's stance on camo and solids and flannels. I think his stance is good. I don't have a problem with it, and I think he probably ended up somewhere we're going in the sense of like, um, there a lot of companies are just really trying to like monetize. Camo, but so is Cody. Yeah. He's monetizing the flannel. flannels yeah, by selling three hundred dollar flannels. Like, yeah. which good for you. Like, if yes. you have a market for it, go for it. But it's not different than what other companies are doing, right? <laughs> like, but then to like be sponsored by one, it was like it was one yeah. of those areas, and we don't have one, so we can I can talk about this however the hell I want. <laughs> like, oh, if you say this, you're gonna piss that one off. If you say that, you're gonna piss this one off. And this one's not better than that one. And all the subjectivity, right? So I think some people, like in the article that we're referencing out of the gate here, they're talking about, well, I would, I would die before I try this brand. It's almost like Chevy versus Ford. Oh, for sure. You know, it's still going to get you to point A to point B. And, it, and it's all, you know, just like everything else, it's all relative. So, like, if you're hunting in Cody, for example, loves hunting in cedar trees or on the edges of hardwoods, like, if you're in a very... A lot of woods, it's all huge standing oaks. Mm -hmm. You can wear solid brown, and you'll look like a tree. You will be fine. If you don't move, you're still, you'll be fine. If you're hunting in a cedar tree, these bushy, you see Cody sets up one stick high in a cedar tree, 
you can wear your birthday suit and they probably won't see you. Like it's solid, right? But if you're in a dead ash tree with the closest tree 40 yards away and you're anywhere above that deer and you're wearing a solid pattern, you will stand out. I promise. If mm-hmm. your person was standing there and looked that way, they will see a big dark blob. That's why wearing a, something really light that breaks you up, like it depends on the situation. That's why I have all my different camels because like I think of what tree I'm going to set up in and like what's going to blend me in. Like, that's where it becomes important to me and not just, like, doing it for a fashion statement. Well, I don't wear camel because it doesn't matter. It definitely does, depending where you are. Mm-hmm. It does matter. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think so, then come with me and I'll show you. What's Let's the- go take some videos. <laughs> I'll, some, I'll pick some trees. I'll wear a solid pattern. And then I'll wear snow camel. And you tell me which one is easier to see me in. What's that, what's that movie with the Let's Mark, make that a short. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, where he's a sniper. and Shooter. Shooter. Great he's, movie. Yeah, he's wearing snow camel in the snow. Like some of this stuff is pretty logical. It makes a lot of sense. Like, of course, that's what you should be freaking wearing. You know, that's why there is snow camo because it's white. So we have a caller on. Okay, we're getting all hot and bothered here. What's going on? Don't get me started on the color black in like hunting gear either. Black straps. Oof. But this is, uh, first light's got that new brown. I don't tell her. It's not called brown, but it's brown. It's a new brown. <laughs> it's called something cool. I think this stuff is cool. I, like from a brand statement. So we were at the Iowa Deer Classic. Adam, thanks for joining the show. You're live. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> we're, All we're, good, boys. How thank you doing? We were at the Iowa Deer Classic. Hey, buddy. <laughs> People were wearing Sika like it was hey, freaking man. Abercrombie and Fitch in high school. Oh, yeah. Everybody. That's but how they were I'm, wearing it. Dude, I've seen that at my workplace. At the workplace. <laughs> it was like Sitka, Sitka was definitely more of like a statement. Or a fashion statement. Everybody had like a sick like, track there's jacket. There's a function where Sitka at a trade show? Yeah, hunting. <laughs> no, but they were sweating and it was releasing the moisture. <laughs> that guy didn't stink. I was breathing his sweat. Smell that merino wool? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing? Good, Derek. How you doing? I'm Eric, doing... how you doing, man? Good. We're getting all we're getting all fired up here, time. Well, camouflage. I don't know Seriously, what's going on. It's June. We're talking camouflage. 100%. <laughs> hey, early season's right around the corner, okay? Like, get ready. I was, just, I was just gonna comment. I have one of the uh, like the cheapest. Uh, my like early season setup is pretty damn cheap. And then obviously, as Derek mentioned earlier, I have like a full Sitka setup, and I I fucking love it. Why? Just because of the warmth, and then a couple of cool pockets. That's really about it. No, they've thought of everything. Muff, that's yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> is it the, what is it? Is it the ambient jacket? What's the one with the built-in hand? No, muff? you have. What do you have? I got the fanatic. The fanatic. That is the one. Yeah. And you've had that it, for a while, right? I, I have. Yeah. And I feel like a ninja. It's like it's a confidence it's, booster. It's, pretty it's dope. completely unnecessary, but it it's a big confidence. They even booster. have a spot like, for your rangefinder, like, don't they? Like, <laughs> isn't there like a little pocket for your rangefinder? There is, and I love it. Dude, <laughs> and your they, and your grunt tube. And your grunt tube. Like it's, but it's like it's like <laughs> aerated, so you can keep your grunt tube on your person and. So you're reducing movement, and it's still going to And it allows the, sound. the moisture to clear out so it doesn't freeze. <laughs> yeah, so moisture management. Yeah. It's moisture management. Now, you said something funny, Adam. So Adam and I have hunted together for a long time, um, and you mentioned, like, the confidence, like, which you're right. Like, you got to have confidence. It doesn't matter what you use. You but, like, now that you – as soon as you said that, like, not to give away too much, but I've seen you wear your fanatic stuff – in like a wide variety of temperature ranges. <laughs> like, the I feel worst like things ever. Um, I feel like I've seen you wear it when it's I'm like pretty warm. You just like don't wear anything underneath it. 
you, you need to wear it to justify the Campbell? expense. I'm like your the wife. worst person you guys are talking to. <laughs> like, like, oh, why are you wearing it? It's 90 degrees out. Because it was $900, honey. <laughs> I got to get my, my miles out of this thing. I'm just testing out the sweat factor. That's so funny. Derek mentioned how I'm like I'm I'm usually like a very cold person and you know, when it was like ninety degrees last week, I'm like in the office up wearing like a, a Columbia fleece over my work stop just because I'm just I am just cozy that way. I like being cozy. <laughs> Comfortable number one. I, I will say I gotta grind it out a little harder. <laughs> Dude, when you're co- when you get that temperature just right in mid November and it's fall and it's right and every the world is right, right? Everything is just amazing. And you're cozy in your, your tree sander saddle. Let me tell you the feeling that comes oh, over yeah. you right now. Well, There's not a better feeling when you've done it. When you've my that, that stride, you're like, outside. Mm, it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you're sure, man. You, we've all been cold in a stand or in sure, a saddle before. Like, how well do you, you pay function. attention when it's cold? No, you, everything sucks. Pain, oh, my God. Pain you're just thinking about, over. like, when you can get down and go get a coffee. <laughs> go get a coffee. Go get a coffee. Your brain's like, Climb down now. Climb down now. Climb down now. Now's a good time. Now's a good time. And you're like, no, 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 two seconds, five seconds. I can do this. What if that deer shows up? The moment I try to climb down is when it's going to happen. And you you can can jettison all of that self-talk if you just do things correctly. This is true. And if you're too hot, you can always take layers off. That's very true. Do you have... Remind me. Do you have, like, the merino wool? Because we're talking about going... Adam's going to Illinois with me to hunt public. We're thinking about going down early. They open October first. I think their first. Well, that's I think the first relative. is like a Sunday. Okay. Not as early as Wisconsin. I'm probably wearing my sicko suit then. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you have like some good warm weather stuff, or do you just have like what's that? He has one outfit. What? <laughs> it costs everything. I'm a fanatic. I, I basically have two, and I got I got a set of Derek's hand me down that Derek. I do rock. So you're about Derek's size then too, because that would be. Yeah, he's a little bigger. I can't than me. take Derek's oh. hand-me-downs. Yeah, <laughs> true. What are you trying to say? Derek and I are pretty smaller similar person. Size, but... That's okay. <laughs> You're more nimble than I am. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a big person. I'm pretty tidy. I was thinking about um, <laughs> the the coziness in the stand, and uh, our buddy at White Hill Experience. Why Cody. I, no. Oh, Byron, Byron, Byron Horton. Sorry, Thank I was you. thinking of a different one. Um, he he did this thing where he's putting socks over his boots to keep his feet warm. <laughs> I use rubber boots. Like that's all I have. I have these gum leaves. I think they're fantastic. It's fine. But I was in the stand and I I had my uh, jacket. Well, I didn't need my jacket because I had my flannel. <laughs> but I brought my jacket in case. I just put my jacket over. I put my my each foot into the arms of the jacket. And like put the the and then I folded the jacket over or under my boots so it was between my boots and my stand between the metal. Dude, my feet were like perfect. World of difference. It was a game changer. It That's was an smart. actual awesome. game changer. So it wasn't the socks. It was as close as I could get at the time. But I I did it because I saw the sock thing. Yeah. And I was like, that little bit of insulation. I no longer had cold feet. That's freaking amazing. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> it changed the whole. It was a rut sit. It was an all day sit. It changed the whole day for me. So Adam, you're always cold. What do you do for feet? What do you do for boots? Oh, any tricks to keep you warm? You're always cold. Honestly, I <laughs> the one thing you showed me were those full blown uh or the the whole uh what the heck are those things called? Those I guess your foot sole warmers. Oh, like, like those, the full uh, length ones. Just like heat packets, but yeah, obviously not the toe warmers. Those don't do shit. 
be honest. Just like a full foot warmer. Um, yeah. That's honestly all I use. Um, I really don't try to I use any sort of heavy boot or anything like that. I'm sweating so hard that I just screw everything up. I'll bring an extra pair of socks. That's for sure, depending on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times where I've walked in shirtless when it's been like <laughs> 25 degrees. Dude, I wish I had I wish I had photos or videos of some of the spots Adam was hunting late season. Dude, I was giving Adam pins in this area because I was like, dude, I'm never gonna go to this spot because it's too hard to get to. And Adam is like, dude, I'm gonna go there during muzzle loader with my bow in the middle of winter. And, I finally bought a muzzle loader. Yeah, you did. I'm done missing bucks during that. I've, I've had like golden opportunities with my bow, but I'm like, they're dead next time. How you they're get dead. back there, it takes like three hours. So like the change of socks would be a no brainer and going in shirtless, probably Definitely. necessary. We have an article on our website oh. from, from November of 2020. It's one of our first ones. Back when I was trying to make our, our blog, like the onion. To blow it up, yeah. Of the, I don't know, just because I thought it'd be funnier. Like, let's just make farce articles that are full of shit. But some of them are somewhat factually true. And one of them was naked men spotted on trail cams across the country. <laughs> and we have pictures of, of dudes literally naked on trail cams hunting shirtless because it was so effing hot. <laughs> so it was like this really funny, like uh, satirical article. Anyway. I've definitely awesome. stripped down and bathed in a creek before I've gotten to my stand before. <laughs> Come, Dude, come. you're smart. I mean, you think of every little tiny aspect to give you whatever little advantage you can possibly get because you just never know. You never know. Uh, Squid Outdoors commented and said they make battery-powered heated socks now, which would be worth trying. Oh, like the heated vest? Yeah. You're like a The Milwaukee remote? tool company has a good heated vest. I feel vest. like there's just such mixed reviews. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? I, I feel like I don't have one. I wouldn't mind trying one. Like, I wouldn't mind... When that when you start to get that when that sinks into your bone, you get that uncontrollable shiver you can't shake. Like eight thirty. I would love to crank that thing on <laughs> and reset real quick. Yeah. Eight thirty opening day. You're like you sneak in there, it's still dark. You've like cooled down. The sun comes up, it's always like the coldest point. Right when you see the sun, you're like, Oh shit, it's cold. Yeah. And then you got a deer that comes by and all of a sudden your adrenaline hits and you're like shaking doubly hard. I don't even have deer come by. I just like hear a deer crunching 300 yards away. I'd never see it, but it almost warms me up because I'm excited that I might see one, but I know I won't. Now, I tried a trick a few years ago, and it actually worked, um, was putting antiperspirant, not deodorant, but antiperspirant on your feet before you put your socks on. This is like when I heard you can put mayo on your meat. When you, cook you can it. put mayo wherever you want. It's like a grilling thing. Mayo is like. I never heard that. We had an episode where it was talked about. I think I even put it out as a short clip, like putting mayo on instead of like mustard as a binder oh. or something. Or, <laughs> when you're like searing meat, you could do mayo because it adds this layer of like fat. It's probably delicious. I don't know. But any event. And perspirant on your feet. On your what? feet. To prevent sweating. On yeah. Your feet? So like when you're walking in. Like Adam was talking about walking in a long way. Like if you walk in, could you in, just use deodorant though? Like could that work? Like scentless deodorant? I don't know. Maybe. What the hell is antiperspirant? 
Stop sweating. But no, what is like deodorant <laughs> antiperspirant is hey, uh, excuse me, guy at Walgreens. I'd like to find some antiperspirant. Is you can just bring me the deodorant aisle or is this like Well a you gotta read, product? buddy. You gotta read on the bottom. Some of them are deodorant and deodorant means it's smelly shit. You're putting perfume on it. I don't want to do that. I want to do got the axe body spray. I saw the dark temptation <laughs> down here. I saw a dark temptation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really putting that on the bottoms of your feet stops them from sweating and then your socks don't get wet. Interesting. If only I could put it between my toes. You love that damn swag so style from Old Spice. Swagger. <laughs> Dude, when some deodorant, like when that deodorant started getting popular when we were kids, like the, the remember the clear gel, the click, click, click? Oh, yeah, would, speed stick. Yeah, the speed stick. Dude, we, mm-hmm. we, that's back when you would like prank call people out of Yellow Pages. I had a, I had a buddy, I had a buddy that like, he, he prank called the number on the back of the deodorant. And he's like, they're like, thanks for calling customer service, blah, 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 whatever, deodorant, speed stick, something. I don't remember the brand anymore. And he's like, it's burning! It's burning! And they're like, sir, what's happening? He's like, my balls! They're burning! Your deodorant's burning my ball sack! And we were like, we were dying. We were dying. We couldn't handle it. And the, the gal was like, uh, she didn't like know what to do. And then he, we just hung up and lost our shit. We were like 13. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yet, you know? This is stupid. Uh, Adam might get a kick out of this, but man, the, I used to play soccer back in the day, and one of our traveling teams, we'd play in this tournament in Minnesota in Blaine, which I'm, Adam's from Minnesota. I'm sure you, you played at Blaine the many times. The USA Cup, <laughs> and one year they were sponsored by this company called BioFreeze, and it's basically icy hot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's called BioFreeze. Bio oh, so they gave yeah. every yeah, they gave everybody like a gift bag with like these little one-time use packets of biofreeze so we're like 14 15 year old boys right everybody's trying this biofreeze before the first game rubbing it on your joints and then like literally someone did it for whatever reason all the guys like would warm up with their hands in their pants like they're just like (laughs) fiddling around i don't know what but they got this biofreeze on their fingers from rubbing it into their joints and next thing you know like oh like Couple guys getting a little uncomfortable, and like seven guys, eight guys were like, "Coach, I gotta go. I gotta go wash. I gotta go wash my stuff off. Oh <laughs> go bio freeze my balls." Fireball was invented. Yeah, the whole team. Fireball. Yeah. For real though, like a couple kids couldn't play because they like burned their balls with bio freeze. Oh man, that's awesome. They bio freeze. Uh, I'm not gonna name names, but Adam, you can probably guess who some of them are. <laughs> oh, I know. Who, I know who they are. <laughs> was were you one of them? Uh, no. No, no, you're the icy hot guy. No, I was. Uh, no, no, I'm with icy hot. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I can't. Shaq told me icy hot was. I better. can't. I can't cheat on icy hot. They're my real sponsor. I went to I went to Deer Camp when we, had, we stayed at like this shitty motel in in Prairie du Chien. It's been bulldozed to the ground now to give you an idea of how shitty it was. I think it was okay. like I think it was like twenty eight bucks a night or something. <laughs> And yeah, like, repair. Sounds like somewhere Adam would say trophy. I was doing I was doing P ninety X. Oh, dude, I did this <laughs> oh, God. Like four years of my life, and I miss it. Uh, I was doing this uh, ratty places. This P ninety X workout. Do you remember that? Yeah, I saw. I got some DVDs. Oh my God, that was huge, dude. Well, I was young enough where I could still bounce back yeah. into shape in several weeks and just be like right as rain and not take six months to get back in shape. And so I was like, well, I'll just bust out P ninety X and get in shape for deer camp two weeks ahead of time. And uh, that two weeks turned into one week, and uh, I must have done like more push-ups than I could possibly begin to count. <laughs> and so I, I like I like messed up my tendon in my elbows, and my one elbow, my tendon like flared up and got all weird from so many push-ups. Really? I was like, I was like, dude, this is like a problem. 
And so I was like, I stopped and got icy hot. My dad gets to deer camp. Me and my buddies are in there. And my dad walks in. He's like, it smells like an 80-year-old man in here. What the hell's going on? Who's wearing icy hot? I was like, me. I hurt my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you would have brought icy hot into our deer camp, my dad would have probably killed you. Well, my mom, so my bad. mom made bacon one time. <laughs> and my, it was like October. It wasn't even good. And my dad was like, what the hell stinks? You're going to make bacon in here? <laughs> Everything stinks. And he took all the clothes outside. And like, he, was a, he used to be a, like a real snickler on the that's sense. That's pretty stuff. funny. You bring icy you hot in. Bacon you're get throat well, that's punched. my dad. Same, my dad. So, yeah, and that same, I think that same trip, like, it got really, really, really hot in the hotel or in the motel room. It was like a private entry motel. Like, you just expose the outdoors. My buddy Mike's like, man, it's it's pretty hot in here. My dad gets out of bed in his whitey tidies, flings open the door. That ought to help. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what the hell is going on? Hello, Dude, world. Deer camp is a magical place because the weird shit that goes on, and I have other stories that I'm not going to share on this podcast to protect certain identities. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost worse than Vegas in some cases. I'm not saying we go to strip clubs and shit. That's not part of our deer camp tradition. I know that's part of some people's. We, we had a guy back when I had the app, the the Where to Hunt app that shows your location. We had a guy email in saying like, "Your app, <laughs> your app ruined my marriage." I was like, "What are you talking Is that about?" The titty bar. We had we had seventy thousand downloads, man. Like it was, it got some far reaching corners, and this guy was at the titty bar, and his wife saw his location, <laughs> and I'm like, "That's not my problem. What are you doing?" Beaver season isn't even open. <laughs> It was so silly. I was like, that's a different problem, buddy. And that's not my app's fault that that exposed what you, you're like, don't go there. You're a married man. Man, my dad, <clears throat> we got a fire, uh, wood burning fireplace in the cabin. My Sounds dad great. like has to keep it stoked up. So like during deer season, um, Adam and I, that's a natural our, smell our buddy smoke. Ben. Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Um, it's just, he Let's can't let it go out there. no matter how hot it is. And it's a small cabin. So our buddy Ben came up to hunt one year, and it was, like, Friday night before opener. We had a few drinks. So, like, we're probably dehydrated as it is. But my dad is stoking this fire at, like, 2 a.m. It's, like, 78 degrees in the cabin. Oh, that's hot. And, like, the couches are all in the family room right there. So, like, I wake up in the morning to go get water. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to go get, like, water. And I, like, go – the water's right next to the fridge, and, like, it's a little linoleum small section in the kitchen – and like I trip over something <laughs> in the dark, and my buddy Ben is laying there in his boxers on the linoleum floor, going, "Please God, tell your dad no more wood." <laughs> he slept on the linoleum, in no clothes, because he was so freaking hot. No more wood has <laughs> no more wood. In this case, it was for the fire. So it was actually wood this time. <laughs> yeah, so camo, you know. Stay cool out there. It's all about moisture management. When I got that. That buck there on, on by you, Derek. That was the the one from 2020. I was sweating my balls off when I got to the stand. I I'd beeline there as fast as possible. It was a hot November day. It was election day, I believe. So it was that like November 5th or something? 11th. 11th. I don't remember. Something like that. And uh, I was like, that. I was like, ah, I don't care about the election. I'm gonna go hunting. Like I'm I'm over the drama. And that's when I got the deer, and it was great. But I I was sweating. And I remember one guy commented on the post like, he was like pissed that I was sweating. Like you don't know what you're doing. If you're sweating, you're stupid. I was like, well, it was hot out. I was covering ground, like my hat. You can see the sweat lines. Yeah, and stuff. now like, you're working. I was like, by the way, I got the you're deer, working. you a-hole. Like, the deer <laughs> said I, he worked. didn't care. Yeah, like, <laughs> my merino wool did the job. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember a time when your uh, really warm Sika suit was working against you, Adam. 
Um, I think you had just shot a really <laughs> nice buck, like your biggest one to date, um, at that spot just north of you. And I remember you sending some pictures because you were dragging them out, and you like it had warmed up. I think it was in the morning, wasn't it? In the morning, you shot a buck, it, and then it, it was like warming up, warm, and he had a yeah. long drag. And he sending me <laughs> pictures like, "Dude, I'm dying." He's got like his fanatic bibs and the jacket. It's like all you had, so dude. Like you wore it, and it was. No, I think I finally took my top off, but I still had my bibs on. That's they the were picture. Completely dredged. You had nothing <laughs> under your bibs. You just had the bibs on and just shirtless dragging your buck out. <laughs> There was one year it was unseasonably oh, hot during gun season, great. and we had like flies around the around the gut job. Really, and it was it was hot. Where it was one of those like shirtless situations, dragging this buck out with my buddy Greg, not Greg Tubbs, my buddy Greg Byers, and it was it was terrible. It was Ugh. terrible, man. That was a rough. That was a rough November. I don't remember what year that was. It was like 2012, 13, something like that. Just brutal, brutal heat. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was here in Wisconsin. What year? It must have been like 11, 12, or 13. That, I think that's the general time. It, it was, was one like of those 55 years. 55 degrees. No, it the... was like fucking 70 degrees. But in the morning. Yeah, it was like, it like... I was like, this isn't normal. This no. isn't how it's supposed to go. We, like the year prior, we had snow, <laughs> you know? We used to have snow mm. a lot. And, and we had snow in Prairie Machine. That's, that's definitely not normal. For like for opening Prairie weekend Machine. of Wisconsin. Oh, like gun season. You're up north. There's always snow all there. For, all for no, there's season. not that much snow anymore. Like I, I missed something up north. That was uh When are you gonna return? Prodigal Sun. Oh, you got your thing going on with Prairie Machine. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. It's nice. I, I enjoy going there mainly because there's no wolves or bears or cougars to think about if I'm sitting on the ground passing out, which is usually what happens. Like I'm just tired. <laughs> Adam, you've hunted up north with us a couple times, but I don't know if you've gun hunted up there. I I have not gun hunted up there. I remember one time I didn't even have a gun when I first started getting into hunting. And I brought my bow up during gun season wearing Blazarge. I've ask. done this probably about 10 times in my life wearing Blazarge with a bow. <laughs> so it looks like I'm a felon in the woods. I can't <laughs> wield a gun. <laughs> and so I finally started collecting gear as I started progressing. And, you know, finally got a rifle, finally got a muzzleloader this year. Son of a bitch. Yeah, so how old were you when you actually took up bow hunting? Because you were you were a little older. You were an adult onset hunter. I had to be 27 when I started. I didn't get my first deer until just before I turned 30. Like like weeks, I want to say a few weeks before. And you kind of um, started... I a few things later and you kind of started just with like all the cheap stuff, right? Like camo wise and whatnot. You didn't like buy anything nice right away. Like you put money into your bow and then what did you do? It was, it was whatever you were willing to give me. <laughs> I suppose it was. <laughs> you gave me some, some old hardest. Um, my first stand was a, uh, it was a $5. I mean, it was just a, a beast of a hang on stand that was not mobile by any means. Um, and then I somehow like, I'm not going to say zip tied, but took some cables and ripped a couple of, I, that was like one of my first investments for like some lone wolf sticks, like the heavier ones that's, had those. That's the best that's, way to that's start. That's I killed my first deer. I so, mean, and, and this is, you know, there wasn't obviously the super, super lightweight stuff out, but there was some pretty light stuff out there. 
begin with. Yeah, and we got to back know. up though, Adam. Like, I want to say what we, I was wearing. We didn't talk about the fact that you're. I I think Derek mentioned to me somewhere ahead of time that you're an adult onset hunter. Is that is that? He accurate? just said he killed his first deer right before oh, he turned 100%. thirty. Thirty. Okay. Yeah. So he right started hunting about twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the shit that yeah that will bother me when people are gonna add shitty comments to a 30 year old or a 29 year old posting a first deer pick <laughs> thinking, thinking that you look like a grown ass man. Cause you are. And they just assume you've been hunting <laughs> since you were 12. Like they have been. And that very well may not be the case. And therefore that spike buck is totally a trophy because it's the first one. It's first blood, you know, like you got to get past that. You're hundred percent accurate. And I'm like, nobody actually got a lot more praise than what I thought I would. That's uh, good to like, hear. Nobody knew me as a hunter. Which, so it, it was good. Um, yeah, clearly. I mean, I'm old. I'm, I guess the only good thing I have going with me is I'm, I'm still getting ID'd. I'm starting to look. Now I'm starting to look old. So I'm like, I, I still look pretty young, so I still look like a 23 year old, like with his first buck. So it, was, it, it passed. I think a little easier. Our co-founder Tyler but, got uh, carded yeah. in Iowa. It was pretty great. Yeah. I think it made us a year. Out at dinner. <laughs> He's like, really? You want to see my ID? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was like. I couldn't believe it. He was very proud. <laughs> I would have been too. I was like, why am I not getting carded? <laughs> the fuck? You, you're old as shit. <laughs> father, shut up, father time. I don't need your ID. You got speckled gray in your beard. Shut it, old man. I'm to get this gray bald spot going on the, my left side of my face. That's the left. Yeah, that's the left. I can't tell the difference. Jeez. Anyway, no, that's the fact that you're an adult onset, now you're full on Sitka. But you obviously don't have the Sitka system because if you did, that sweat situation wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got one. Yeah, I got like two systems I hunt with. <laughs> and then I, I looked at it too, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, dang, I'm like, what? This is a Derek question. All my hunting questions just go towards Derek. Same. So I'm like, I'm and freezing Greg. my ass off all the time. I'm like, what can I get that's going to keep me warm? He's like, well, uh, you really want to stay warm. And I hear a lot of good stuff about the sick. Uh, and then obviously Cabela's had a, like a comparable option at probably, you know, 60% of the cost, 50%. I'll be honest. Like I, I tested the two out. That's soap. Um, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. It's a lot more maneuverable with that Sitka. Obviously, I usually have it tied to my pack as I'm walking in shirtless. So it's completely <laughs> <moving>. <laughs> well, that's just in case you run across any hotties on the trail. End. <laughs> yeah, those does, man. You got to be presentable for those does. No, that's just a hiker. The does won't care. If you're not in camouflage, the does won't think twice. <laughs> that's just a hiker, yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy's just weird. He's not trying to kill me. <laughs> True. Just oh, carry boy. an algae bottle and a bandana, and they'll know you're a hiker, and they will be super calm. Bag of granola. <laughs> wow! Look at that tree. It must be 300 years old. Get out your nature valley. You'll be you'll be in good shape. Yes. That crunch doesn't scare him away. It attracts him. You didn't fill this up once, did you? I did once. You want to do mine? You go. For did it. you fill mine up after what? I filled ours up? Yeah. No. Go for it. Oh jeez, this is there's, a bad idea. There's no bad ideas. In the there's podcast. too much bourbon. We decided last week that 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 bourbon tastes better in the podcast studio for some reason. It tastes totally different. Down Doesn't here. make any sense. It really does. Like literally, if you want to have a good bourbon, you come here and you drink the bourbon. You drink the bourbon. You drink it here, and that's how it tastes good. You son of a bitch. Yeah. It's not drinkable. What do you guys have for bourbon? Uh, uh, do, you do it. No, I forget how to pronounce the name. I don't know. Victors. Uh, uh, who told Somebody us? told us. Yeah, Clay Thurman told yeah, us. Yeah, and then he called us. Mictors. Sorry, Clay. Mictors. Mictors. It's called Mictors. Small I'm batch. Not, obviously, I'm not like a huge bourbon guy, but I like to 
just hear some input because I'll have it now and then for sure. We drink a lot of drop. We've gone through a case of drop time in a short period of time. Drop, I have to actually message them to see if we get some more. But it's a good fit for the podcast because it's a buck that we could all dream of. It's a beautiful drop time buck on the bottle. The the so drop time spirits is the company. They have a, a number of different spirits. The one that we care about the most is the twelve point bourbon, which is delicious. Uh, they also have a vodka, which is behind Derek drop time vodka, which is it's interesting that their products. This is this is how they've done it: corn based vodka because deer eat corn, apple based moonshine because deer eat apples, twelve point bourbon because it's a beautiful buck. So like they've really really try to centralize their product around deer hunting and they're born out of like the out of wisconsin so they're they're in our backyard they they're uh, like last time i had to get bourbon they now can no longer ship to wisconsin even though they're here which is really kind of weird so i had to go to their distillery in milwaukee and go get my case from the distillery which is actually kind of fun to go see it being made so strangely enough and i'm not gonna Go into too much you detail. May, you should here. look at the batch of the bottle. I'm you not might gonna... have an earlier batch because it's gotten better over time. So we have batch one. That, we have the first oh, batch I've ever produced one. from it's like 2020 one. or 2019. And now they're on. It'll tell you what batch number this is on the bottle here. Uh, or should. Somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah what batch number nine. Batch number nine. So they, they've now like gotten to better barrels and aging. So they're hitting a different maturity level of their bourbon aging process. Well, I was just going to say, since you might I'm have a very early an batch. antler aficionado, without divulging too much information on Adam's behalf, Adam is probably one of the only people I've ever met that has a double drop tine buck. Really? Hang and you up. just started Hanging hunting. on his wall. That's true. That's, That's beautiful. So then you should we'll probably get a that. bottle of, we'll of, of, of drop time twelve point bourbon. So <laughs> we we even met people in in Iowa that like, and and the Wisconsin Dells at the trade shows, people that were collectors of drop time bourbon, of but all had bourbons. not drinking the bourbon. Yeah, drunk the bourbon, drank the bourbon. We met a guy who how many bottles did that guy say he had that had something deer related or buck related? Yeah, they're just collecting deer related bourbon. So then I was like, so you have you not tried the bourbon? He's like, no, I haven't. I was like, well, let's do well, it. Here you go. We got shot glasses. <laughs> let's go. And so he's like, oh, it's actually pretty like good. It. I think it looks cool. <laughs> Would have never guessed, but that one morning you decided to pour some <laughs> pour some shots at like, like nine a.m. It was like ten thirty or ten o'clock. <laughs> And you were like, what the hell? Let's do it. And then immediately after, you got a whole bunch of sales. We're like, more shots! <laughs> that was definitely a driver of sales. That's good stuff. Yeah. It's called experiential marketing for those that don't know. <laughs> Highly effective <laughs> for drop time spirits. They're like, so is this your company? I was like, no, 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 I wish. I, honestly, if I had the wherewithal and the capital, if there's anybody listening, they want to make an investment, I will take that investment and I will make shooter buck bourbon. We talked about this the whole drive home from yes, Iowa. Yes, I would love to. But there's like all these liquor license issues. Not license, but like you can't ship to this state. You can't ship to that state. You got. You can't be a minor. You got to be 21. It seems complex, and I'm pretty stupid. So, bullshit. Like, I can only run really simple businesses. <laughs> I can't run complex alcohol businesses. So, yeah, Adam, thanks for the call, man. I'm glad yeah, Derek gra- convinced you to call in. Heck yeah, buddy. Definitely. Appreciate Thank it, man. Sorry we did most of the talking. We just got all fired up. <laughs> no, it's you know. awesome. Enjoy listening to you guys. That's, love it. Love the camel talk. Yeah. Hey, tr- thanks tr- again, buddy. Trigger word. Of- just next time you see 100, say, 
the next time you see Hunter, say camouflage, and they'll get triggered. <laughs> thoughts, go. <laughs> Camel thoughts, go. <laughs> no, that's uh, Tubbs and I, uh, when he came down to Illinois two years ago, and we were stopped on a piece of public. We were going to go for a quick walk, and a car pulled in right as like we were getting story, out. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're like, well, you know, we were just going to go scout. This guy looked like he was going to go hunting. So, like, let's go talk to him. Go over and talk to him. Young guy, I mean, like, I shouldn't say young, young, but early 20s, mid-20s, and he's got all the gear. He's got fir- the whole first light set up. He's got crispy boots. He's got the brand new Matthews, you know. Whatever it was that last year. He's got, a, he's got it all. He's got the saddle on. I think he had a latitude saddle. He's got the <laughs> climbing sticks. We're like, holy cow, like. Holy shit. You must be an We're expert. up against some competition here. <laughs> we're talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I actually just got started hunting. This is my first year. And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> what do you do for a living? What what you, this is like $20,000 oh, worth of gear right No, that's an exaggeration. But, but it like was five. It, it was for sure a lot of money. So we're like, you know, you got some good gear, man. <laughs> like, good luck this season. So we, we traded some information, but it was like people are going – People are going hard. They're listening to marketing like, works. Yeah, podcast marketing works. works. Yep. <laughs> it is crazy. It really does. And I get, it's just crazy how many, you got to be careful not to just, like you guys are talking about, so many over engineered things that you just don't need or that just also start causing more problems for you. You're like, oh, this is going to solve this problem. But guess what? It's going to create a problem here. Yeah. Um, Derek, I'll be honest. That dual track site, Giving I you thought that I was messing around with it. Yeah. Um, number one, I thought that you could keep one pin fixed, but I'm looking at the engineering. I'm like, there's no way they can engineer that. Um, you know, they're, they're movable, but you can adjust them, you know, the distance apart, however you want it. I don't think the spot hog allows you to do that. Like you were mentioning before, I could be wrong, but I'm just sitting here. I'm like listening to a review and here's the guy talking about, I mean, this is the greatest site ever. Like I never have to move this site. And I'm like, it's an adjustable site. You never have to move it. Like, why don't you just get a fixed pin site? <laughs> Two sites. Like, that. I, it was just the stupidest thing. And I'm like, it, I'm like, this guy's got, I'm not going to name who it was, but he's a very smart guy. But he's like, yeah, I, never, I think he just worded it incorrectly. But the fact that he's like, I really never have to move this thing. I got one pin set, you know, one pin at 20, one at 30. I'm like, might as well just get a fixed pin with one at twenty and one at thirty for four hundred dollars. For four hundred dollars less. I, I, like I mean, if I, and if he's talking about splitting pins, and I'm like, this is literally introducing people that you know might want to try adding another pin to getting into the fixed pin industry. And I'm like, that's not me. I'm like, this is now causing more confusion to me. I'm like messing around with it. I'm like, okay, so I it, yeah, I got one set of twenty one at thirty, and then I move it. Well, now it's moving up twenty five and. I don't, I, you know, I'm not looking into the math. I don't think it moves perfectly. You know, I might be like 25 and you know, 37, 38 or something as you go up. Hmm. But it's just, I don't know. I literally looked at it. And I'm like, I gotta. This is <clears throat> teaching me to shoot fixed pit. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get mine. Mine's still in the, mine's still in the package. So I'm gonna go hopefully pick up my new bow on Monday and get that site put on it. And, Give me uh, some feedback. I'll see what that. I can I'm figure curious. out, and you and I might yeah. have to have a powwow and figure figure out what's going on here. Definitely. I'm in the industry, and I watched a hunting public video two years ago, and I was like, "Yep, I'm buying iron roll broadheads now." I bought them while I was sitting there watching the thing, and I was like, "Done." <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you watch the right yeah. thing, and it speaks to you a certain way, and you're you're pulling the trigger for sure. 
Oh, we're not selling shit on this podcast. <laughs> want to buy a hat? <laughs> <laughs> buy yeah, you want to buy a shirt bucket? <laughs> no, dude. We got another caller behind you, actually. So I'm going to bring on. Hey, the next thanks caller, a lot, Adam. Thank you, buddy. Have a good night, buddy. Do it up, guys. Take care. Bye. Up next, we got. Looks like uh, it might be Carl. Hey, you're live on the OK Center podcast. Who do we got? No. My name's Carl. Hey, Carl. How are y'all tonight? We're good. What's going on? What do you got? I just called and say it's my first time watching you boys, and I like how y'all stare intimately at each other's. Like, you know, you're stalking a deer there. That's what we do. And, um, and I really like what kind of whiskeys you got going on there. What's your favorite whiskey, Carl? Where are you calling from? I like me. I'm calling from Louisiana. What are you drinking? What kind of whiskey? I don't know, I'm drinking Bush Light. That's that's our that's our other drink. It's a great light whiskey. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good lightweight whiskey right there. That's our chaser. That's our chaser. Thanks yeah. For the, thanks for the call, Carl. Could have used one. Well, I well, well I, y'all shouldn't have shot them deers up there like that. They were just boys. Which deer? Both of them up there on the wall there. The deer being deer. Yep. Thanks for the call, Carl. All right, Dan. Yep, appreciate it, buddy. Hey, enjoy those bush lattes. Well, that was Carl from Louisiana. Thanks for the call. We, we dropped that call real quick. It could have been legit. It's hard to tell sometimes. We haven't gotten a prank call in like three years. I almost thought that was Greg Tubbs calling him, but I don't think it was. <laughs> it seems it seems semi legit. YouTube, we have an interesting reach on YouTube. So I, I really don't know. But I yeah, I take every call. <laughs> take them all. Just remember, this is the okayest hunter podcast. <laughs> we have a two point shed as the logo. <laughs> so little bo- <laughs> almost said something I totally was gonna regret. <laughs> Did you know what I was about to say? No, I know it got real weird. Oh, we got to bring this caller on. Uh, this is AJ Kaz. Ka- Damn it, AJ Kazmarek. I, I can't say your last name Kazmarek. properly. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> hey there. What's up? What's up? What, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about? How you guys doing? We're good. You want to talk about camos? You want to talk about bear archery? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear us? Are you, you good? You got us? Oh yeah, I can hear you guys. How's everything going, fellas? We're like going great, buddy. Whiskey's deep right now, or, or bourbon, whatever you want to call this brown water. This camo, I dog. love it. I, I was I was just scrolling on Facebook. I saw you guys <laughs> were live, and you ought to know better than to throw up a phone number for me to call. <laughs> That's how we roll, bro. You know. What's good with you? What are you up to? Well, right now, I finally got my uh, preg- lovely pregnant woman. To the Walking Dead, so we're watching that. Nice. I was, uh, That's what you want to watch when you're pregnant. Watching some just blasting zombies. <laughs> oh yeah, watching some deer hunting before she got home, and uh, we got a bowl of strawberries in front of us, and uh, just wrapped up a really successful weekend out at Total Archery Challenge. Nice. Where where was that one? Uh, this past weekend was over in Seven Springs, Pennsylvania. And uh, up until this coming Utah Total Archery Challenge, the Pennsylvania one will be the largest pack ever at over 4,500 people. Wow, that's insane. Damn, dude, that's a lot of arrows. 
Wow. Oh, it was a blast. And the carnage was unbelievable for the arrows. Hopefully Isaac's doing well. Method. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of arrows being flung around, let me tell you. <laughs> That's great. Isaac said it's like selling shoes to marathon runners at a marathon. They they come with their them. shoes. They already got them. But you know, honestly, it's one of those things where it's it's, it's awareness, and you're, yeah, you're not always gonna just get sales at these types of things. But dude, I would love yeah. to go to Tech. Yeah, I wish there was one in Wisconsin because I can't I can't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> just can't. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, it, it's an ever expanding uh, event, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of them all over the place. There's a lot of people that actually rope in family vacation so i know for a fact a lot of the uh big sky uh montana attendees they'll do like a week-long family vacation out in big sky and they'll just finish it off with going to total archery challenge and then they'll head home so maybe you can kind of swing that aspect in there yeah i've tried that it's all about marketing (laughs) it's all about marketing (laughs) i was like great yeah like i'll come to your trade show with you that's gonna go over like a lead balloon she's like so i'm gonna be stuck in a hotel room without any tools resources toys books playrooms for three kids by myself at a water park are you kidding me she's like not (laughs) happening no we'll we'll get them out we'll get them out on the mountain hiking around basically we'll just let them hike around enough so that when they get done they immediately fall asleep and then you guys are free to do whatever you want. That's fair, but I would argue, have you ever seen an overtired kid? They go into turbo mode. <laughs> it's no, not like, I'll they give don't you get that. Sleepy. I actually witnessed it for the first mode. time. Yeah. Yep, I witnessed it for the first time this weekend because my cousin brought his whole family. We had an absolute blast. That's good. But those kids, once they hit that tired mode, man, it's a different, it's a different setting on them for sure. Yeah, it's like they got broken. Uh, Mike Mike Nutter just commented said it was awesome. That Hoyt course was tough. I wouldn't know. I imagine everything would be tough for me. But but you did, AJ, help me pick out my bow that I just got uh, not that long ago that I just got kind of figured out and dialed in a little bit. I got the Bear Legend XR, and I just got my new arrows from, from Method last week. So I'm hoping this weekend I can get to the archery shop to fling a few... Um, to get the, I have to get a new tape on my my single pin sight, uh, my HHA single pin. Uh, what is it called? The, After you get that set yeah. up, do you have the Tetra? Or the Tetra. No, you no. Should... What's the good one? Is that the Tetra? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you think just, so. You just move it a little bit, like it rotates, like a dial. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it, dude. We should go fling some. At, uh, we can Horicon. go to Horicon Marsh, yeah. Yeah, after I, after this weekend, we can, I can bring some kids to that. I can at least bring one or two yeah. children. To that I'll one. bring my children. We'll have tons of children. Yeah, tons of children. <laughs> We're well, not going to have them together, but we already have them. We'll, well that's not them. possible, Eric. <laughs> it's a new world, you know? It's a new day and age. You don't know what you're going to get. So anyway, AJ, thank you, because at ATA in January, you, you helped me figure this whole thing out. Sorry, man. AJ. <laughs> We're having a night. Hey, I was going to let you guys roll. I was just kind of hanging back <laughs> thinking, do they even need me for this? I call in for I was eating strawberries with my wife watching Walking Dead, and I called into this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nice little well, Tuesday. Well, actually, you, got, you guys were talking on speakerphone, and now my wife is curious. How many kids y'all got? Between the two of us, we got five. Yes. I got three. Derek's got right, two. Yep. And mine are all under the age of five. My son is six. Well, I don't know. About to I was going to say, I don't know if you guys uh, just saw my recent post yet, but definitely get a bow in those kids' hands, man. Get it passed down to the next generation. Dude, so my daughter's semi-interested she's mostly interested when i do what's called cookies and deer 
And I, cookies and deer means I can convince her to watch deer hunting videos with me if I bake her cookies and we do it together. So that's cookies and deer. My son, oh. my middle son, who's three, turning four, he he is obsessed. He actually, I just cut the cord on like a, a duck hunt, like old Nintendo shotgun. And he's like, dad, this is my deer gun. And so I pulled up, he wanted to watch bear hunting videos on YouTube last night. I pulled up bear hunting videos on YouTube and he's blasting bears with this fake gun, putting them Heck in the yeah. sights. Dude, Logan is showing me <laughs> oh, some I of her. I love it. I love it. Eric's daughter hey, is showing your, me. Your daughter and yours, your daughter and yours deal. That just sounds like father daughter bonding. Oh, it is for sure. I'm getting what I want. And she gets what she wants. It's like total. But I also want the cookies too. Like, don't get me, don't get it twisted. Like, what are you gonna say, Derek? What were you I was gonna say? say Logan was telling me about some pictures she drew, and I asked her her favorite color. She said blue. And then I said, Dane, what's your favorite color? And he goes, camo. And I was like, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> Yeah, and my other one's my too God. young. He's, he's one, so he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He can't. He doesn't even know what's up. Right, he's, he's, he's having fun. He's no like jumping what. off a tall shit, trying to break his legs. I love it. I love it. Well, fellas, I won't take up too much more of your time. I'm also getting that look from the wife, like she wants to keep watching zombies. So yeah, but she had to I'm pause zombies to call and... under the zombie You enjoy podcast. those strawberries, buddy. <laughs> Get some whipped cream out. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate what you're doing for the industry. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Have buddy. a good night, buddy. I think that might be it for callers for the moment. That was three. Well, that was a nice little mix of callers. <laughs> <laughs> Car- Carl, you know, thanks for the call. I think if you're still listening, I don't, I don't ever want to offend anybody. You just never know. It just seemed peculiar. Like it's, it felt a little bit like a prank call. Stuff to say. <laughs> it's really hard to know. As soon as Louisiana came in the mix, it's tough to say. <laughs> West Virginia would be another one. No offense, West Virginians. There's a certain part of West Virginia that would make me feel a little sketched out, like the banjo part of that state. The banjo part? <laughs> you know that part? Squeal like a pig! When you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a wrap. <laughs> I think we'll call it. Whew. Thanks for tuning in. I think I have some outro music. Yeah, hit the I don't outro. know which one it is. Which one is it? Is it Let's this get one? this thing going. That ain't it. That, this is the weird one that I like to do. Uh, Foam Fest is... Just about finalized. I know I talked last week about getting that figured out. Still no word. I'm talking with them uh, yesterday into today. Um, I think we have a good path forward. I need to just revive, re- like, review it, make sure it's all kosher, and I, I'm pretty sure by the end of this week we'll have the event page up, and we'll get turning and burning on that. If you're thinking about coming to Foam Fest, do what AJ would just talk. Turn it into a family vacation in... It's kid centric. Like this is one where we encourage you to bring your family. Like yeah, the, there will be activities for children. There's on, camping yes. potentially. Camping for sure. Yes. Potentially a shed hunt for the youth. I'll bring. I'll, I'm gonna bring a moose antlers this Sensory time bins, too. Sensory bins, archery, coloring books, shed hunt. Um, obviously, fresh air and a three archery course. Um, it should be good. It'll be fun. You should do it. Good vendors there. Your ticket. Purchase will likely include free food, a beer, um, and uh, undecided. we got to figure out the raffle stuff, depending on what we're getting for prizes. I'm talking to all of the different companies in the category, space if hunting. If it's anything like last year, you had awesome prizes with a very limited number of people. Yeah, so I mean, odds if, if you're are watching fantastic. Live, this is one of them. It's a, it's a bear. It, we have two of these. I should get the pink. We have a pink one. We have a pink and a uh, bottle and camo Fred 
Fred Bear or Bear Archery uh, ready to hunt RTH means out of the box. And we'll have to do it a little bit different because cat's out of the bag. Like last year, we had two bows to give away. Yes. One no, was we, random. Yes, one was the worst score. And one, we are doing it different this year. Yeah, I was going to say because you can't, like, don't go out there and shoot a shit score expecting to win a new bow. But last that, but year, that's win. what we did. Yeah. It was like, you're going to award the top score? No. No. Let's give the lowest score you person need this a bow. new bow. Yeah. And it was your friend yeah. <laughs> who was so excited. He was like, can we set it up? And we set it up in the back. It was amazing. And he shot the course, and he did great. He didn't lose yeah. a single arrow. So Super cool. Pretty cool. Ready to Hunt really is pretty legit. So there's two of those we're giving away, and then a bunch of other stuff. Uh, from, from, from all, the, all the partners you hear us talk about. So Latitude, Spartan Forge, Method, Go Wild, and then some. So stay tuned. We'll keep you guys posted. That's the where I'm going to end the podcast, I guess, because I feel like I should talk about that, and I don't have anything else for now. And I'm not going to play the music again, but good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>